It's week 14, and Baker Mayfield is going to be starting for the Rams on Thursday. It's time for Garbage Time. Guys, welcome into Garbage Time Fantasy Football tonight. It is me, Joe, and Ryan running through the Week 13 recap. And this is a special double night episode where we are going to be going right into waivers on the next episode tonight. How are you doing tonight, Ryan? I'm good. I am good. Awesome. Uh, how'd your uh, fantasy week go? Um, you know, I won some, I lost some. So, uh, my in two of my leads, the playoffs are obnoxiously already underway. <laughs> Um, I got a bye week for one, and then I got I got booted in another one. So, a little bit rough, but uh, guys, don't start by don't start playoffs before week fourteen. It's annoying. No, absolutely. I mean, if you didn't start playoffs early, you would get to deal with the frustrating outings that I've gotten over the last three weeks, which was three weeks ago losing by less than point ten in one of our leagues, and then winning, and then getting a little bit of hope, and then losing by only a point. This past weekend, so you know, fantasy football is just a lovely hobby to get into. It definitely not depressing, and it's worth knowing the stat corrections never go your way. Oh no, absolutely, I never get stat <laughs> corrections that actually go my way. And guys, on that note, if you can actually work through your depression and what happened to you this past weekend, make sure to like and subscribe to us on the show. And we like when you leave comments down in these videos. You can also do them live on the show. We are on the show. You can leave us voicemails and hate mails too at www.garbagetimeff.com. We want everyone to join the heckling fandom. Make sure you do that by also listening to us in audio formats on YouTube. Here, obviously, on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio. Tune in. We are also live on Twitch and Twitter. As we said, leave us the voicemails. And Ryan, it's been a little bit of a while since we talked about the contest. And by that, I mean only last Thursday. So how do you win? This Miles Sanders card going forward. Oh boy, put me on the spot. Um, you have to subscribe, you have to like and leave a review, and then leave a comment that you have joined the Heckling fandom and that you are a diehard Patriots fan. That last part is absolute bullshit. You are not required to do that. In fact, that will take your name out of Ron's dirty hat and not give you the Miles Sanders card if you do that. Guys, you can also reach us on Instagram at garbage time fantasy football and on Twitter at garbage underscore time ff. I think with that, Ryan, are we ready to get into the Week 13 recap? Uh, yeah. You want to hit news first? Yeah, let's do yeah. that shit first. Got some news. Yeah, son. News updates. All right, first little bit of news I've got for us tonight is Baker Mayfield is plucked off of waivers after being cut from the Panthers and is now playing for the Rams? I love it. What is going on here? I thought he was going to be a 49er, but we got news on that too. So first going to Baker Mayfield for me, Ryan. Yeah, dude, the guy just, you know, he stays ticking. He just keeps on going. Uh, I, I read too that the 49ers didn't even put in a, a waiver uh, request for him so yeah he ended up with the rams who i think were higher priority anyway um i get the move you know they don't have to pay him very much and i think if he doesn't sign with them that's true like they can get draft compensation and stuff so did they do this exclusively to keep him away from the 49ers or did christian mccaffrey put in some calls i don't know um i think the rams really needed to do something if he like, plays on Thursday, can he have any fantasy impact? My gut feeling is initially no. No. Nope. Mm -mm. Uh, does this do anything to the wide receivers for the Rams on Thursday, too? Or is this just, as Ron said last week, you just squash all the Rams players, except for Cooper, uh, except for uh, Cam Akers in this upcoming week? Uh, yeah, I'm out on all of them. And then even Cam Akers, man, super touchdown dependent, but we'll get to that. Yeah, on the waiver show, which will be right after this show. So stay That's tuned cool. for that, too, right on our channel. Matt Stafford is expected to miss the year now, too, and is potentially talking about ending his career. That's just a rumor he said that's not going to be the case, but do you think his career is in jeopardy, and do you have worries about him in Dynasty? Um, well, obviously, I like, I feel like if you took Matt Stafford in Dynasty, you had to have known it, that, that 
the end would be coming on. But he's also not as old as I realize. He's 34, so he's actually not that old. Um, but, you know, as you get older and you get injuries and stuff like that, it definitely makes you reconsider if you truly want to come back or not. Um, and yeah, you got to think the Rams are going to have to do some type of massive overhaul after how this year went. Not to talk about the Jets because I'm a Jets fan, but we massively overpaid on players in the early uh, part of this decade, 2008 through 2011, ended up paying for it in the salary cap. And that kind of seems like where the Rams are now in their current stages of their franchise. They sold their soul to win a Super Bowl last year, and it kind of feels like they're going to have to rip it all down pretty soon. Well, and the hardest part will be, too, is like they don't have the draft pits. No, that's going to go to Detroit, which seems like it's going to end up being a top five pick, which will definitely help a franchise that's not the Rams. Yeah, exactly. All right. And in typical Lamar Jackson fashion, he is injured right before fantasy playoffs. It is a PCL injury for Every Lamar year. Jackson, and he's going to miss anywhere from one to three weeks. And Ryan owns him in some leagues. So, Ryan, what's your thoughts on this injury with Lamar Jackson? I actually think I traded him away everywhere. I, I'm pretty sure. I oh, know you I avoided the casualty, huh? Yeah, um, you know, it's it, it kind of seems like, I mean, I know it happened last year. I don't know about the year before that, but right when you get towards the end of the season slash fantasy playoff time, Lamar has a game where he plays like he gets 0.5 points or something and gets injured. <laughs> um, so definitely tough for teams that have Lamar, especially heading in towards the end of the season. I mean, the, the plus is, I mean, I'm going to assume he'll be back in time for fantasy playoffs, but. It'll be a rough week 14 without him. If you are, that brings up the first quarterback that we were going to talk about. Any interest in Huntley, especially in super futz leads? We'll talk about this more in the waiver show uh, right after this. Like I said, stay tuned to the channel for that. Uh, yeah, actually, I've got a little bit of interest in Huntley this week because while he's not the best passer out there, he's got a nice rushing upside. Uh, more interest in him in super flex leagues, obviously, but I think you could probably pluck him and use him this week because there's a lot of teams that have starting quarterbacks that you would use in fantasy leagues. So you may need to go into emergency quarterback mode and at least a decent option going up against the Steelers this week. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're in a lead where, you know, if, if you're in the type of lead where everyone has two QBs, you're it's slim pickings. So, yeah. And like we said, guys, stay tuned in. Uh, on the channel too, and join us in our next episode right after this. Denver plans to use Greg Dolchitz in a wide receiver role going forward. This may have to do with Cortland Sutton's injury. So why don't you go back to back on these stories and elaborate what this means, both of these players for fantasy football going forward. Uh, yeah, so Sutton, I believe it was, I think he got banged up before halftime, but played to the half and then didn't return, um, which I think helped Judy's uh, fantasy production this past week as well. We'll we'll recap that a little bit, um. But yeah, Dolchik had a had a had a really good game, and he could definitely be a viable tight end going forward. How long is uh Cortland Sutton expected to be out? I was reading something from day to day. Do you think he's actually going to miss a week? Yeah, I think they're still waiting on like scans and MRIs and stuff like that. So I don't think they have any idea. All right, that'll help us gloss into another wide receiver than two, which. Uh... Kind of feels like he's not going to end up helping your fantasy team this year. That's Odell Beckham. So there's a lot of rumors floating around right now that he wants to sign with the Dallas Cowboys. He's visited with the team. He's gone out with teammates there. But Jerry Jones kind of alluded to the fact that they don't know if he's going to be ready until January, which puts him right at playoffs, not fantasy playoff, NFL playoffs. So he would do absolutely nothing for your fantasy team this year. Is he completely off your fantasy radar as of this point? Yeah, um, unless you're in a dynasty lead. And you're hoping that he signs like some type of multi-year deal kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but in redraft leads, yeah, uh, don't don't use up the roster spot. Traylon Burks uh, is also in concussion protocol, too. As we've seen this year, they've been a lot more careful with yeah. concussions. So are you expecting him to at least miss one game? Yeah, I, I think so. With the concussions now after that whole Tua thing. I mean, have we had a player yet this season since then come back? The next week after a concussion? I don't believe so. And most have missed two. Yeah. I mean, Mitson's been out two weeks, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you already you already alluded to Mixon here too, so we'll cover him now. Uh he could be cleared for concussion protocol very early this week, according to a lot of sources too. 
Are you comfortable that they're just going to bring him and put him into that full role again in that Bengals offense? Yeah. I mean, we've seen before where Mitson has been out and uh, P. Ryan has done really well. But mm-hmm. once he comes back, it's full Mitson again. Uh, there is discussions about Jordan Love potentially getting games for the Packers in the later portion of the season, which we are now at. Do you have any interest in Jordan Love in any formats for fantasy for the last few weeks of the season? Um, Dynasty, it's worth rostering him because you don't know what the end of the season is going to bring. I think as long as the pa- the Packers are statistically still in the running for the playoffs, I think you're going to see Aaron Rodgers continue to play. What's going on with Ken Walker's ankle? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and actually, like, all of their running bats are banged up. Ken Walker's banged up. Um, Homer's banged up. And so is Dallas. But um, Dallas may play, from what I'm hearing. Yes. And they think Homer may play as well. Um, they're saying it's an inflammation issue. So they're just going to try to get him into practice and see how it goes. So definitely monitor that. See how he's practicing towards the end of the week. Um, I mean, you, I'm, you probably don't want to see a full practice by Friday. All right, and some less insignificant injuries, but things to monitor going up into this week, too. Wada was banged up uh, during his game. He did return. Tua's got an ankle injury, but looks fine, too. And Josh Jacobs is still banged up going into the season, but is still performing pretty well, from what I know. Any concerns about any of those players going forward? No, not really. Um, I'd monitor the Waddle thing, but I think he'd be fine. And Josh Jacobs, I think that's just a matter of how much he's been used the last couple of weeks. I wouldn't be surprised to see him log some limited practices just to rest him up. All right, Ryan, you ready to take over the podcast and help recap the show? Let's get into it. Time to switch hosts. Uh, Playoffs? But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. You play to win the game. Hi, Ryan, I'm at your mercy. All right, what position you want to start with? We, we, we have a position bird now. Oh, instead of the good, bad, and surprising, you're doing positional, yes. huh? Yes. Oof, I don't know. Uh, let's do the quarterbacks first, I guess. Let's 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 go old vanilla. Quarterbacks, all right. I'm going to go out of order just because it's you. Um, so I, oh, would I hope you're phrasing questions to remind me what actually happened this past weekend. I, I, I will give you the one that I know that you're, you're dying to talk about. Mike White, after a slow start in the first half, still finishes QB7 with 369 yards, but also threw two interceptions, but got a rushing TD in there. He maintain, he finishes as a QB1. Are you? Do you have confidence in him going forward? Would you start him as your only QB in one QB leads? I think I would still shy away from it at least this week. He's going up against Buffalo, and I remember the performance he put up against Buffalo last year. Good point. It was a four-pick performance, and while I like him in this game a little bit, I think there's 12 better options out there, better than Mike White. I kind of think the Jets could get behind early in this game. Uh, I think they'll have to dig their way back into it, and I think they have the potential to do that, but that could lead up some – lead up to some big mistakes with Mike White playing against a pretty tough defense that knows how to play against him. Um, I put him more on that fringe of 14 to 15 this week, and I think I would look a lot of other directions. But after that, he's got a nice slate. It's the Lions, Jaguars, and Seattle Seahawks, which are all secondaries he can exploit. So going into the playoffs, he's definitely an option you want to look at. Okay, so this upcoming week, you're saying fade fade the QB1, but he's a strong QB2. Yes. To finish out the season, if he starts, you feel pretty comfortable. Probably a QB1. I do. All right. Um, we alluded to it briefly earlier. Huntley came in for an injured Lamar Jackson, threw for 187 yards, and added a rushing touchdown. I would say super flex value. Definitely super flex value. It's just on the running upside, too. The Steelers' defense has played a little bit better uh, since our outside linebacker has come back, but Huntley has. Just stated, it's as simple as that, has the rushing upside, so he doesn't have to pass for 300 yards. He can throw over 150 in a touchdown and rush for 60, 70 yards and get a touchdown and be very effective for fantasy football this week. So I like Huntley going into this week. All right. Um, A couple that are no surprises to anyone. Jalen Hurts continues doing what he does. 380 yards, three touchdowns, and then another rushing touchdown on top of that. 
just an animal. Uh, might be kind of that lead-winning quarterback this year. It kind of feels like it, and it alluded in the title of this show, he feels like he's absolutely unstoppable up to this point. He just is really good at football and really good at fantasy football. He's got the rushing upside, as you alluded to. It's like having another running back in your staple, honestly. And he's got the passing work figured out there, and no defenses seem to be able to stop him. Uh, he feels like a league winner for you. Ryan, do you think that he gets stymied anywhere on the schedule coming up? Ooh, good question. Let's see. I mean, he's – let's see. who he... So he has the Giants, Chicago, Dallas, New Orleans, the Giants again. When I looked at that, the only one that would make me nervous would be Dallas. But obviously not setting him right. Right. No, you have to play him. You have to play him. Um, anyway. Honestly, Jalen Hurts is just an automatic start at this point. And if he's in your lineup, you very well may win your league this year. He's just been absolutely incredible and could be your fantasy MVP by the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, QB number two right now in, in our lead. Um, he did play Dallas once already, obviously. Um, only 16.9 points. So kind of temper your expectations that week. If you do somehow have another really strong quarterback to play um, week 16, maybe, maybe you consider. I, I still don't think I would. I think he's, I don't think he's completely match up independent, but he's just gotten you to that point. I think you have to play him. Well, let me give you this question. Another pretty strong, surprising QB this season, Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Has Kansas City week 16? Who are you starting? Jalen Hurts. Against Dallas? Absolutely. All right. All right. Just just throwing out options. Um, so Joe Burrow welcomes his favorite target bat. Throws yes, two he does. Yards, two touchdowns, and then another rushing TD. Um, he is – I feel like he started off a little slower this year, but he is – turning it's really caught fire as of late though even without even without um jamar chase he has been he's been strong uh not only that too he he just seems to have patrick mahomes's number too you can slot him in for a great game against the chiefs he just seems to know their schemes well he plays well against that team and is confident playing against the chiefs so -hmm. it's just a good matchup for fantasy every single time he plays them uh and i don't mind seeing Patrick Mahomes lose once in a while and actually showing that he's human. Does have some tough uh, games coming up. Uh, he's got Cleveland, Tampa Bay, New England, Buffalo. And then um, Buffalo. I, would, oh. I would say the Bucks secondary, I think, can be exploited a little bit. The Browns are a little bit harder. They seem to be able to rush the quarterback and the Bengals or while playing a little bit better on the offensive line are still a little sketchy, I think. Uh, the Patriots are tough. And that could be pretty close to your championship game against the Bills probably on January 2nd because that'll be week 17. So, yeah, those last two weeks, pretty brutal. But the next two weeks, an average week and a very good week, I think, are coming up for him. All right. I just mentioned him. Geno Smith continues his season that I don't think anyone predicted. Throws for 367 yards and three touchdowns. This may shock you. Can you believe that he is still – sitting on waivers in some leads. No, it's because some people just can't get over the fact that Geno Smith is a starting fantasy quarterback up to this point, and it's all in the name. You put up a track record of incompetence for nine or ten years. People just won't buy into it even this late in the season. But he's shown consistency all year, and I think he's earned the job for next year too as a viable fantasy quarterback going into next year. I think you can get him as a – lower in starter next year and get good value for him. So if you're struggling at quarterback and you're refusing to take Gino because of the, the stigma, take him, make everyone else pay for it. Cause he is a strong quarterback option this season and potentially nuts. A matchup against the Rams doesn't hurt either. Right. Um, He's got, yeah. And he's got, so he has Carolina, San Fran. That's not ideal. Kansas city, then the jets and then the Rams. Um, just put on a clinic against the Rams, and that's who he has week 18 again. So um, the next one just made J.J. happy. <laughs> once again, showing that he is a better running back than a quarterback. Um, 254 yards with two interceptions, but also got 71 yards and a touchdown. 
off of that one crazy run that was what like 56 yards to the house um but then didn't do much after that but obviously he is still a strong qb starter in fantasy yeah, I figure a few more weeks of this, um, they'll just flex him into the running back spot for next year. I won't allow you to play him at quarterback. But that's what happens when you have no wide receivers and you just have a Superman cape. He literally ripped that off Cam Newton's shoulders and it is now on his shoulders. Um, so, yeah, when you have nothing to throw to and just have running backs, you might as well just run the ball yourself. Uh, it's Lamar Jackson in a younger form. That's the best way you can describe Justin Fields. He's absolutely incredible for fantasy football, and he's going to be effective next year too. Yep. Um, and so we have to talk about it briefly. Deshaun Watson, absolutely awful in his first game back, um, even against a defense that could be had. Finished QB 30 with 131 yards and an interception. It's worth noting he finished QB 30. Lamar Jackson played still Huntley played not a full game Dak Prescott got pulled and Deshaun Watson finished QB 30 and this was against the Texans defense but he hasn't played football in two years isn't in football shape is working his way back um I think you just had your best with him right now don't know if he's gonna help you this year but I mean in a backup spot it's not terrible but you're if you're heading towards playoffs, I think there's safer options you could go with. We all got really excited because of the matchup this week, but I think I'd rather have a Jared Goff, to be honest, going into the playoffs. You want to hear some people that perform better than Deshaun Watson this week? Go ahead. John Wolford for the Rams. <laughs> um, Kyle Allen for Houston. Matt Ryan, Wilson. Let's see. The uh, Brock Purdy with San Fran. Purdy looked... Purdy out there. Yeah, I mean, he actually performed better than Tua. <laughs> but Huntley, um, of the 32 quarterbacks, the only two that finished below Watson was Jimmy G and Malik Willis. So a backup quarterback and then another quarterback that broke his ankle. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Great then, debut to Sean Watson. And then Lamar I the Jackson. Texans robbed him the three first round picks. And then Lamar Jackson came in at QB 33. Uh, all jokes aside, this is just a situation where he's going to have to work his way back. Not playing football for two years yep. will do that to you. Uh, obviously, the Browns didn't need him to beat a very shitty Texans team. We'll see what he does in the upcoming weeks. I'm not too concerned about what he'll do next year as opposed to this year, but there's better nice. backup options you can put on the back end of your bench going into the playoffs. Yeah, I just think it quiets down the notion that some may have had that he would just come out and be the Deshaun Watson of old. Um, it's going to take time. So, yeah. Kind of impossible after that much time off. What is your Nets choice? Or unless you had another quarterback you wanted to talk about. Nah, it's fine. Let's move on to another position. Okay. What do you want? Give me the running backs. The running backs. Ooh, we got a bunch. Okay. There's always a bunch. A.J. Dillon with another strong week. Um, Aaron Jones got, got injured. We didn't mention that in the news, but he did get injured at the end of the game. Finished with 18 carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Another three catches for 26 yards. Are we trusting him to be back to being a reliable fantasy option? Do you think this was solely because of the Jones injury? Where are you at with A.J. Dillon? I mean, I don't think you really have to trust him for the next matchup. He's going up against the... Is it the Rams this upcoming week? I believe they're on bye this week, and then in the next week they're playing the Rams, correct? They're a bye week 14, so that's good for Aaron Jones owners. He will have an extra week to heal up, but then, yes, he plays the Rams, Miami, Minnesota, and then Detroit. The Rams in Minnesota. So the Rams, I think he can be run on, and I think you can trust him in that game. And Minnesota – has a tendency to give up a lot of yards but not a lot of touchdowns. It's kind of they do this flex, don't break mentality when playing defense. So I think comfortably you could expect somewhere between 10 to 12 points from A.J. Dillon in the next two games. So probably a flex-worthy running back. I don't think you get anything much more than that from him. You're not going to see some crazy outbreak from him. But as a low-end flex, I think you can trust him again. 
If, this, if, this season has been awful for him, though. If Jones is out, though, for any extended period of time, does you have to play him? Yeah. Um, another running back that has been less than exciting this year had a decent game. Um, still not what some people expected from him at the start of the season. Najee Harris, 86 yards with six receiving yards, better than what we've seen most of the season, but that would still only put him at running back 25 this week. Um, so a very low fringe RB2, kind of an RB3 range. It's probably what we didn't expect the rest of the season, right? Yeah, I think that is what you can kind of expect from him. But I find it really concerning that he couldn't have a better game against the Atlanta Falcons defense, which are just world beaters for giving up yards against for running backs. So for the fact that Najee Harris couldn't just absolutely torch them for 120 yards in a touchdown and getting even more work in is very concerning for his future. Um, I'm not writing him off yet, but this is very interesting. I don't know if it's something schematic, if there's something going on with him. It's the fact that they're stacking the boxes as a rookie quarterback there, but obviously something is going on here that Najee Harris just isn't performing as well for fantasy football this year. And it's something you have to watch going into next year. And you have to keep your expectations very tampered going into the fantasy playoffs with him. God forbid if he's on your roster. Yeah. And I would say, especially in redraft leads, he's out of the cheaper conversation. Oh, absolutely. So redraft what his ADP will be next year. So don't keep Najee Harris. Um, might be a good value in auction leagues next year though. Could be, could be sneaky. Mm -hmm. Um, Dalvin Cook, keep doing what he does. 20 carries for 86 yards, but he got a touchdown. Um, so not a stat line that will blow your mind, but got the touchdown and kept him still being a strong running back option. I feel like that's all we got to say about that one. Yeah, what's kind of interesting, though, too, is the Minnesota Vikings offense has really gone towards giving most of those touches to Justin Jefferson, who looks like he gets 30% of the work there as opposed to Delvin cook, which was the last few years, but Delvin cook is still performing in that offense. Um, not to the extent he was previous years, but he's still a solid running back one. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what they do in the offseason with him too, but he's a stardom and not really worry about him going to the playoffs, I believe. Yep. And it's worth noting, uh, Vikings tipped me off, gave Madison a red zone carry for him to get a touchdown. They sure um, did in the first half. Cook should have had two touchdowns. Yep. Um, on to another player. I know you will be excited to talk about Zonovan Knight finished with 15 carries for 90 yards and another five receptions for 28 yards. So a big boost in PPR leads with the current Jets running back situation. Is he a solid flex going forward? And then I'm going to also combine that with Michael Carter also got a lot. No, not Michael Carter. Ty Johnson also got a lot of catches in P so PPR value there are either one of them or both of them flex considerations for you. So Ty Johnson is out of the question because Michael Carter, I believe is going to be back this week. And okay. I think that Zonovan Knight has earned at least a portion of the role in this backfield, seeing it how explosive he is right now. I think they were hoping James Robinson would take that role, but he's been nicked up, banged up and has pissed off the staff up at this point. And he showed this week he just doesn't have the explosion this year. He's coming back from the injury. So I think they're going to push him down the depth chart. And you may see him inactive going forward. Um, I think Ty Johnson will be that third running back. Zonovan Knight will probably be, I believe, the second running back, more that third down option. And then you'll see Carter be the one-two punch. Uh, Zonovan Knight being that more explosive option, I think, because of the freshness later on in the year. So I see him as a flex option, and I see Michael Carter as a flex option going forward. Okay. And then between Knight and Johnson this past week, there were 10 receptions. Yep. So who do you foresee getting most of the reception work, or do you think it gets split up? It's going to be going to Zonovan Knight. Okay. So out of those three running bats, are you thinking Zonovan Knight has the most value, at least in PPR leads? I think it's going to be – yeah, because of the catching potential, I think Zonovan Knight has the best PBR workout left. Okay, so so a flats option. Absolutely. Especially in a rough week 14 bye. Um, Nets, is DeAndre Swift bad? 14 carries, only 62 yards, but a touchdown and another four receptions for 49 yards. Is he bad, and how does this affect Jamal Williams, who finished at RB32 this week? I think you can play them both at low end running back twos. I don't think he's okay. going to be back, and I think they're going to split the work 
for the entire season because they're going to want him healthy going into the offseason. So look for that backfield to be split. They like the red zone work they get with Jamal Williams. And I think DeAndre Sepp is a player that they see the talent. They're going to want to keep him fresh. If I guess if they make a run at the playoffs here, but they'd have to win a majority of their games to do that. And I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll get close, but not quite. And they're going to want him healthy going into the offseason. So look for that to be a nice split backfield. Okay. And I still think it was a little bit different this this week because of a lot of hurry-up offense. Um, but I still think Jamal Williams is going to be the red zone guy. I do, too. He's, so, going to, he's going to continue to lead the league in touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Travis Etienne, he was on the field a lot, but I think game script killed him a little bit. Um, only 54 yards on 13 carries, but it was – like I said, game script, um, he does have some tough defenses coming up. But you still got to start him, right? I would think so. Um, this upcoming week, he's going to be playing the Titans. So that's a team that will tend to just ram the ball down your throat anyway. Um, they have a lot of injured wide receivers there too, so that will be the game script. So I think Jacksonville is going to try to return the favor with physical football and try to run it down their throat as well. So I – even against a tough defense, I think you could see ETN having a potentially a decent week. The game script, as you said, got away from them last week. Uh, he did, uh, before Robinson got traded, used to have that third down role, but now he's in the James Robinson role where he is the initial starter and is now going to a proxy of other running backs behind him. Uh, but this is going to be a good game script for him, I believe. Okay. And it's worth noting, like I said, he does have some tough defenses coming up. Tennessee, Dallas, the Jets. But week 17, when some fantasy championships will be happening or second round of championships, he has a nice matchup against a Tetsons defense. Which so, may win your championship. Could see a big week from him week 17, so keep that in mind. Start your Jaguars that week. Yep. Uh, Damian Pierce has a quiet but effective bounce back game after some, some very down weeks. 73 yards on 18 carries and two receptions for 22 yards. So not what we've seen from him at the start of the season, but definitely an improvement from these past couple of weeks. Uh, another game script thing. Do you think this is kind of what it's going to be like going forward? Cause that defense is just so bad. I mean, really they, that's the only thing they can do to try to save these games is control the clock. Cause that defense is atrocious. Um, so you're going to run the ball. You're going to try to get clock management there. And he's really their only weapon on offense. It's outside of, uh, Nico is it Nico Collins is the number one wide receiver. He got 10 targets this week, too. It's, it's really their only two options. Their quarterback sucks ass. It, it, it's really a desert out there. Just based on volume, he's going to be good. And he's a talented running back, just in a really bad offense. So at this point, is he kind of like an RB3? I, yeah. With like RB2 upside if he has a, you know, with a, if they get a strong game. Yeah, we've seen some monster weeks from him, and I think that yeah. he could add that just based on potentially getting 30 carries in the next few yeah. games. So we'll say he's a strong RB3. Yeah. Um, Saquon Barkley continues his comeback tour, 63 yards, a touchdown, another five receptions for 18 yards. I mean, no surprise here. You're starting him if you have him. Yeah, just start him and forget it. Yep. Uh, Ravens Batfield continues to be a nightmare. Um, Gus Edwards was reliable for a couple of weeks, but now that some other people have gotten healthy, it's just a a mess, right? Yeah, I would think so. And let's see what their schedule is upcoming to for fantasy playoffs. So they're going up against the Steelers. You can have an average running game against them. The Browns, which have a pretty tough run defense, the interesting one is against the Falcons week. That'll be week 16. If you can actually figure out which running back is going to perform in that game, and if we get a little bit of chemistry there, that can really help. So might be useful to monitor that running back situation and see if you can sneak one of those guys into your lineup. The Falcons give up a lot of yards, as we alluded to earlier, against the running backs. Two of those running backs could potentially play very well in that game, especially if Lamar is still banged up and they have to go different routes on trying to get points because the wide receiving core for the Ravens is anemic. So they may just have to out physical team. So watch that for week 16. 
good point. Uh, this past week, it was almost a 50-50 split. Uh, Kenyon Drake, seven carries. Gus Edwards, six. So gross. Kenyon Drake was significantly more efficient, averaging four yards per carry. Um, and Kenyon Drake got the receiving work of two receptions for 17 yards. But And then you had Justice Hill with one carry and two Why yards. are they working him in at all? I don't know. But – like you said, monitor that. If someone somehow starts to come out, uh, it could be a nice, a nice late week sneaky start. Um, on to the next one. CMC continues to ruin Debo's value and ruin my fantasy team. Hmm. Uh, Sixty-six rushing yards, another eight receptions for eighty yards and a touchdown. Um, does this continue regardless of who they put in there at quarterback? It's going to be the trend for the rest of the season. Unfortunately, that value is deflated horribly. So, with with a new no name quarterback, um, is are you still expecting decent weeks from you know Debo, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, or we think it's probably going to be like CMC? And I'm expecting CMC Ayuk to be all right. I'm not trusting Kittle. Okay. Um, I think. Purdy throws an okay ball, and the offense is quarterback friendly. I think they can survive until Jimmy Garoppolo is allegedly going to be back for the playoffs. We see if we'll see if he makes it back without actually having to get the surgery. Yeah, I feel like Debo's gone from like wide receiver one to flex value. It sucks because he's so talented, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. basically what CMC did to it. And we actually made a YouTube short on it earlier in the season. We thought someone was going to lose value in the offense out of their four big weapons on that offense and it seems like Debo is that guy so congratulations getting the bag and not having to do much right now Debo right they will call on you later when CMC gets injured all right so the Miami Dolphins backfield against a pretty pretty tough 49ers defense Wilson was, was awful <laughs> was atrocious uh we had Mostert seven rushes for 30 yards Wilson only one carry for three yards they are going up against a weaker running defense in the Chargers this upcoming week. Do you have any interest in any of the Miami running bats? Let me just say I am blaming Jeff Wilson exclusively for my one-point loss this week. <laughs> if you could have gotten 20 yards, I would have won this week, but you couldn't even do that. Tell us who is on your bench, Joe. AJ Dillon. Yep. Fucking what the fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... I've had a very average fantasy Years. year. It's Years. just <laughs> dreadful. I'm, I'm sure you looked at my score and just laughed. Yes. At my pain. I did. I did. Son of, son of a bitch. But uh, yeah, it was not good. Ryan, what is their next few games that they're playing? Well, like I uh, mentioned, they have the Chargers coming up nuts. You can expect Jeff Wilson to have a nice bounce-back game against them. They give up quite a bit to the running back in the rushing and passing game, right in the middle uh, of the field. Then Just ask Buffalo, Josh Jacobs. Then Buffalo, I'm going to say do not start them against Buffalo. Uh, Green Bay, New England, then the Jets. So, like, two favorable matchups. Uh, they got the Chargers and the Chargers next week and the Packers week 16 are probably the only favorable matchups. I will say expect Jeff Wilson in the middle of the pack somewhere. Okay. Do you trust him more than Mostert, even though Mostert got a bulk of the carries? Yes. No doubt. Um, So the Los Angeles Rams batfield continues to be like a weird hodgepodge of running bats and wide receivers and whoever else. Um, so they used Kyron Williams for a whole three carries. Cam Akers was the clear main bat, 17 carries for 60 yards. Not a super strong game, but did get – did he get touchdowns? Two. Two touchdowns. So do we do we trust Cam Akers going forward? Must be nice to have a bad – Average yard per carry just fall into the end zone twice. No, I do not his, trust him. His two touchdowns were actually receiving touchdowns. No, I don't trust him. Somehow. He's going to be on the waiver show, but he's going to be one of my lower options because that offense is just something of a travesty up to this point. Guess what? Baker Mayfield isn't going to fix that on Thursday night. 
That I'll offense hope. is going to be an absolute mess. My app messed up. His two touchdowns were rushing touchdowns. You are correct. Um, so we're not trusting it, right? No. Just and avoid the, him. What that offense Outside of an emergency, avoid him. And do we? how often do we really expect to see them getting into the red zone? Not a lot. It's going to be very fantasy irrelevant the rest of the year, that Rams offense. Uh, yeah, so they have – oh, it doesn't tell me who they have coming up. Let me see. I'm just curious. Nothing a little simple. Google search won't fix, right, Ryan? Right. Um, some decent – so they have the Raiders, the Packers, Denver, Chargers, Seattle. So they do have some favorable running matchups coming up. I, I still don't care. You're just going to stack the box and stop that running game. Very true. Um, next up, a player that we have talked about frequently over the past couple of weeks, Pacheco with the Kansas City Chiefs, 66 yards and a touchdown, and then another two receptions for 16 yards. Another strong showing. Do we trust him going forward? Do you think Melvin Gordon is going to mess this all up? I don't think he will. Um, I think Pacheco has established himself as the starter. They obviously will work in other running backs because it's the weird shit Andy Reid has always done. But I think Pacheco has shown himself to be valuable for that Chiefs team. He's going to be a low running back, too, going forward. Okay. Um, he has he does face a tough Denver defense next week, but it's also a Denver team that can't get any offense going. So, But then he has two really nice matchups in Houston and Seattle. Yeah, but Pacheco's the kind of running back, too, where even if the Chiefs are at third and eight, he's going to be on the field for passing downs, I believe, and he will get the work. All right. Next up, the Dallas Cowboys, with who are somehow maintaining two fantasy-relevant running backs. Tony Pollard, 91 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and two receptions for 15 yards. Zeke, 77 yards and a touchdown, and then three receptions for 15, 14 yards. Both of these guys are startable at this point, right? Absolutely. Nothing else needs to be said here. Yeah, you can just play them if you have them. I see them keeping the same kind of script. Yeah, it's a very nice balanced attack here from the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Listen, CeeDee Lamb is a boss. Zeke kind of is, I will say, unselfishly accepted his role as a split down back here. He knows that Tony Pollard is talented as well. And they're both kind of feeding off each other. And it's working this offense. Nobody's bitching. No one's complaining. And it's a good offense. Some very like, fantasy, very relevant. Some like previous Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt vibes. That's kind of what I'm getting from this. Yeah. Um, how many how many games do you how many uh fantasy games do you think Derrick Henry made his managers lose this past week? Most of them. <laughs> It's not only 30 yards off of oh, carries. Um, by and far, would, and would that be because he went up against one of the top defenses in the league this week and an Eagles team that just feels destined to represent the NFC? Yeah, and that's what I'm it was strictly game script and going up against a tough defense. Don't worry, he has Jacksonville Chargers and Houston for his next three games. Mm, sounds nice for the fantasy playoffs. Yes, uh, he does have Dallas in week 17, but... So can we just call the fantasy playoffs a revenge of the Yeti? Yep, he's... So he's going to be fine. Um, The Bengals, uh, P. Ryan continues showing that he was probably the best handcuff to have this season. Mm-hmm. 106 yards on the ground, another 49 yards receiving. Um, You got to start him if Mitson's out again somehow, right? Yeah, but I think uh, he goes back to the bench this week. Right. So those that have been loving this situation don't. If Mitson is active, don't hope that P. Ryan's somehow going to be used. I don't think he will be. We'll see. Rashad White saved by the receiving work and a Tom Brady comeback touchdown with three seconds remaining. Twenty-eight, Only 28 yards on the ground, but... For those PPR leads, six receptions and 41 yards and a touchdown through the air. Continues being fantasy relevant. But and that bastard couldn't throw a touchdown to Godwin, huh? 
Nope. Nope. Not for you. He, he really hates me in all formats, fantasy, life, real football. Like he really can just, you know, fade into the oblivion and go off into the sunset. I love it. I think it is important to mention too. Leonard Fournette was also fantasy viable. He was, I was wrong. Um, so you don't want to start both of them, right? Do you think that stays the same going forward? I'm on protest. I'm done talking about the Bucks. You answered that question. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say yes. Uh, Nick Chubb with you know the second top running back with a with an odd week, um, tied his lowest score of the season against a Houston defense that should have been able to be run on. Mm-hmm. Um, seventeen rushes for eighty yards, but just didn't find the end zone. No receiving work, um, but you're you're still playing him if you have him. I'm not worried about Nick Chubb. He'll be fine. I agree. This one is interesting. Antonio Gibson was kind Holy of shit. You have a lot of running backs. Yeah, I do. Antonio Gibson, he was kind of flagged as you know going to be coming back and stealing the work back from from Brian Robinson, but then two down back-to-back weeks. Is he is he back to booted on the waivers or sitting on your bench? What's their next matchup? They are on bye week 14, but then they uh, have 15. the Giants, then the San Fran, then Cleveland, then Dallas. I don't know. This is We have to answer the tough questions here, right? I don't like Gibson for the fantasy playoffs. No. But Brian Robinson's not the best for it either. I just they're both flex viable, but I also feel like they could just lose you games. I, I don't like this backfield right now. And going up against the Giants right off a of bye, it's gonna be tough. Uh yeah. I think they both have potential trap written all over them. Did you say the Cowboys were in there too? Cowboys are their week 18 matchup. So, so might be nothing, nothing to worry about except for those weird ass leagues that play their championship in week 18. Correct. Week 17 is Cleveland, which is a very nice matchup. Yeah. So there's yeah. that. Don't like and my like last running back, I promise. And then we get to go to my huge wide receiver list. <laughs> Cordell Patterson stays like kind of fringe. RB3 territory only with 60 yards finishing at RB41. Algier, no better with only 52 yards finishing at RB45. He's relevant. Barely, right? Very barely. Now, is that, are it, is that just a desperation start, both of those guys at this point? I mean, Cordell Patterson, I think, is a little bit more viable. Algier gets 10 touches usually a game which leaves him very, very much on the fringe. Like, we're talking Pluto fringe. Yep. But you can play him in a pinch. Both of them are playable in a pinch. Cordell obviously has, I think, a much higher ceiling, though. Okay. Uh, Both guys on by this upcoming week, by the way. All right. What do you want next? Wide receiver, tight end, or defense? Let's go off a shorter list. Let's go to the tight ends. Tight ends. All right. Yeah, I don't have a bunch for this one. Uh, we <laughs> very quickly on one you already mentioned. Greg Dolchich, six receptions, 85 yards. As you mentioned earlier, is going to be more and more slotted into that wide receiver role. If you're a guy that's entering the playoffs and you've kind of had like a middle-of-the-road tight end or you've been streaming just to get through, if he's sitting on your waivers, you're running and picking him off, right? Absolutely. How do you not like Greg Dolchitz going forward? He's one of the very few weapons they actually have left on that offense, and he's very talented. And they're going to be looking to get him the ball a lot. I think that's going to be the prep for next year. So look for the hit to be absolutely peppered with targets next year. He, this is going to be a very early prediction, kind of feels like he can be a top five tight end next year. Like he feels just like someone that is just going to come out of his shell over the next few weeks. Yes. And I am very excited that I have him in our dynasty league. I'm sure you are. It's, it's nice. Um, so um, another quick note, 
without Najoku in, Bryant did absolutely nothing. He is not a viable replacement in fantasy formats. No. Or Najoku. So nope. Give absolutely. up that hope. Um, Pat Fryermuth, decent day as far as tight ends go, three receptions, 76 yards. He's still a streamable option. And a favorite of yours. Yes. Um, ooh, this one. And I'm gonna butcher this name, so hang in there with me. A tight end on the rise. Shigozim Okanko. <laughs> Team leader on the Titans with 68 yards. Snap count and usage on the rise. Only played about 25%. No, less than 25% of the snaps, snaps week one. Was playing 60% of the snaps this week. Got your eyes on him? Ryan, what's the name of the... Uh... Colts giant wide wide receiver tight end hybrid they have over there, the supposed um, red zone target. Um the plotter. Yeah. Yeah. What is his name? Oh he's so fantasy not relevant right now. Like his name is escaping me. Hold on. Give me the name of this player because how many times have I heard this story about the big athletic tight end being on the field a lot, but then not I getting any usage in an offense? That just doesn't pass the ball a lot as it is. Uh, they have Kylan Granson, Moali Cox, and Julian. That's Wood. it. Moali Cox. This is a Moali Cox situation? Yeah, this is the one where they're going to have one or two good weeks once in a great while. But guess what? There's not going to be much fantasy relevance there. I don't care that he's on the field 60% of the plays because guess what? The Titans are just going to run it down your throat. And you don't get points at the tight end position for blocking. And all he's going to be doing is blocking for Derrick Henry next week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, I have no interest in him. Okay, that's fair. Um, Bellinger, with the Giants' return following eye surgery, got peppered with targets, logged five receptions for 24 yards. Is there any value in PPR format strictly because of the amount of volume? Absolutely, there is for Bellinger, and he has a repertoire with his quarterback. I'm very interested in Bellinger going forward. I agree. Uh, one thing we failed to mention in the news, Hayden Hurst injured his calf in the first quarter and did not return to the game. So keep an eye There's on that. that. Yep. All right. Your last two options, wide receiver or defense? Defense. Ooh, defense. Okay. So I only did, I only did a couple just because like once you get past like the top couple, it doesn't matter. That's for um, the waiver show anyway. Yeah. The Browns did exactly what we expected them to do and absolutely destroyed the Tetsons, um, the top-scoring defense this week. Uh, you know, pretty much if you're streaming defense, picking the defense that's facing the Tetsons isn't a bad idea. Right? It's a very viable strategy and can help you win your league. Yes. <laughs> no um, that Dallas defense continues to be a monster and finished defense number two on the week. Congratulations if you picked them up early in the year. And I think this the one that surprised me the most was the defense that finished number three. The 49ers defense, despite going up against a very solid Miami offense, still finished defense number three on the week. And Tua turned the ball over, showed back up. Yes. So those three uh, defenses crushed it this week. That's all I'm recovering on defense because after that, it was like not enough points to care. Yeah, no, absolutely nothing to care about. All right, let's get on to your wide receiver marathon. I'm sure you've got for me. Yes, I do. Um, Christian Watson, that that train is just moving, and it's not slowing down. Uh, three receptions, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Then another 46-yard rushing touchdown. Um, he's like an automatic starter at this point, right? Like, you have to? Well, you just play right in. Don't worry about him as a few other players we've talked about. I mean, when they're starting to get work to him in the running game, that shows that they're just doing anything they can to get the ball in his hand. So, yeah, yeah. he's just a plug-in-and-forget kind of player up to this point. Um, Drake London finally had the performance that everyone's been looking for who drafted him. Uh, six receptions, 95 yards. Fluke, you trusting it? Are you still confidently starting him every week? Well... That was kind of the performance where you could expect him to at least do something. But he's going to be going up against the Saints defense, and the Saints are scrappy when they play divisional opponents. I do not trust him this upcoming week. Okay, sit Drake London this week. Joe said yes. so. All right. And Matt. I'm always right as of my record reflects for sure. 
So do you think Mike White is Garrett Wilson's favorite person on the planet currently? Oh, absolutely. That kind of helps when you have 168 yards and you get another rookie of the week title yes. heading your way. Uh, so if Mike White's playing, you start Garrett Wilson, no questions asked. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, considering he performed better than Justin Jefferson last week. Precisely. Um, Adam Thielen, I believe it was last week, had a really strong week. This week kind of went back to his quiet season that he's been having. Uh, only two receptions for 26 yards. It's just the fact that he was playing a very, very good secondary against the Jets. Can you are now are you still like starting him in the flats every week, or are you kind of just doing matchup dependent? It would definitely be matchup dependent. And if we go to the schedule here too, his next matchup against is against the Lions, which is Sorry. like playing against it's a very solid start. It's like playing a peewee defense. You have to play him this week. Okay, start Adam Thielen this week. Just said so. Um I'm going to get some hate mail just for saying start certain players. Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, has officially, I mean, not even officially now, officially like four weeks ago. Anyone that thought that was just a fluke at the end of their last season, they did really well. Um, another strong week, 11 receptions, 152 yards, two touchdowns. You have to start him. He's proven why he's the sun god, and guess what? The Lions are going to very much target him against the Vikings this is coming week and the Vikings give up yards. So I'm going to St. Brown is going to be in for an excellent week this week. Okay. DJ Shark, solid week for his revenge game. Is he a viable thoughts option? No. Okay. You're not starting him. No, not no part of it. No, I don't. You're out. You're Cut, are you you're cutting him? I'm not even lukewarm on it. Not even lukewarm. No. Not even. Not even a little bit. I don't feel like you can trust TJ Chark. All right. All right. I mean, I would give him flex value. I will. But I also said that about Van Jefferson, and guess who did not have flex value this week? <laughs> Van Jefferson. Exactly. So don't listen to me. Um, Jamison Williamson. Williamson. Uh, quiet in debut. That's expected, though, right? I would think so, and I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant for the rest of the season. I mean, you see him on special teams currently. Not only that, um, he only played, I believe, on, was it 11% of snaps last week? Yeah. They're going to ease him in over the rest of the season. Don't look for him to be viable for the uh, rest of the season. And now that I've said that, he's going to go off and have two touchdowns this week. Probably. Um. AJ Brown, I guess he's done stealing the Eagles' money, like you mentioned. Um, that was only for a week. Eight receptions, 119 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you're starting your money. You're starting him every week. Just no doubt. Just do it. It's not even not even much else to talk about there. Um, next up, another Eagle that had a very strong game. Devontae Smith finished with five receptions, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Just play your Eagles. Yeah. I mean, he's currently wide receiver 21. He will have a couple down weeks, but you're starting him. Yep. Just like you said, he's 21. That puts him in the top 24, which is uh, wide receiver two currently. Yep. All right. A guy you mentioned briefly, Nico Collins, probably the only guy to throw to currently. Um, back to back weeks of double digits. If Cook is still banged up with injuries, are you interested? Absolutely. 10 targets, being the number one wide receiver on your team, even on a garbage ass offense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In a prospect where you're going to be down in a lot of games, give me some Nico Collins. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Um, another one that is surprising considering who they have in at quarterback and what that team's been like this year. Terry McLaurin sitting at wide receiver 13. That boy was a monster this past weekend. Eight receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. You're starting him. Like, it is shocking he's doing this in the offense he currently has. But he, he, likes, himself, he likes himself some uh, Heineke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does have a bye week week 14 that has the Giants, San Fran, Cleveland, and Dallas. Um, Just keep playing Heineke. Jerry Judy, four receptions, 64 yards. Sutton did leave the game at halftime with a calf injury. Do you think that's probably the main reason Judy was able to be relevant? I mean, 
I guess. Just fucking Denver offense outside I, of the tight end. I still don't want any part of Denver's offense, but it's fine. No, just just the tight end, just Dolchich. Yep. <laughs> um, in a shocker to absolutely nobody, Tyreek Hill, nine receptions, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Can we talk about why he's not in discussion for league MVP? Like you're putting up, you look like you could potentially have 2,000 yards by the end of the season. Right. Why is he not even in discussion for it? It's, he's been incredible this year. It's disrespectful. It really it, is. It's straight up disrespectful to that position, which doesn't get enough adage and enough respect from around the league for that reward. Running backs get it once in a while. Quarterbacks get it all the time. Why can't a receiver get it? Especially when you're going to potentially do that this year. Right. He's 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 a top wide receiver in fantasy. And he's a top wide receiver in the NFL. Put some respect on his name. Agree. Speaking of respect on the name, Tyler Lockett, someone that we have always talked about being hot and cold, has kind of been stable beacon of consistency this season. Kind of weird. Um, sitting at wide receiver 10, a few down weeks, but not many, and had a monster game, nine receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown. And he has a touchdown in five straight games, which is bonkers. Um, he's like a must start at this point, right? He's 10. You have to play him. Yeah. I mean, he was a must start three weeks ago, probably before that. But anyway, has really good yeah. matchups coming up. Has Carolina, San Fran, Kansas City. Has Jets, which is a little rough, but then has the Rams. Um, Just play him every week. Yep. Uh, another Seahawk to play every week, DK Metcalf. Eight receptions, 127 yards, and a touchdown. Just just play him. Um. Next up, welcome back, Jamar Chase. <laughs> Seven receptions for 97 yards, first game back. Um, he has jumped right back in. You're starting him. Every would, it be, would it be out of the realm of possibility for him to go for 150 and two next week? Right. <laughs> right. But this you gotta does, love yourself some Jamar Chase. This does bring me to my other question. Higgins. Higgins was only got three receptions for 35 yards. A touchdown did save his day. But is that kind of workload what we should be expecting now that Jamar Chase is bad? No, I think you'll see Higgins' numbers go up a little bit from the 32 yards. Higgins will be fine. You'll see him as a high-end wide receiver, too. Okay. The the so, he's, so he has knocked on a little bit. I mean, I think he was kind of like the wide receiver one. Like well, I mean, when you lose Chase in your offense, it's got to go yeah. to another elite receiver, which he is. So he kind of goes to wide receiver too, but still very fantasy viable. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, CD Lamb continues being a monster. 71 yards, touchdown, and two rushes for 23 yards. Um, and that was in a game where they got up quick. So his game probably could have been even more insane, but they took the pedal off the gas a little bit. Yep. Game trip. Michael Gallup, if he's available, are you going and getting him? Yeah, I mean, he's at least worth a spot on your bench. He actually is owned in, in most leads, apparently. But four receptions for only 23 yards, but did get the two touchdowns. So, Yep, and touchdowns get fantasy points. That's right. Uh, Justin Jefferson, kind of his floor this week, <laughs> which was seven receptions for 45 yards and a touchdown. Brutal, um, just absolutely brutal, right? Yeah, I mean, god awful. Oh, God, yeah, touchdown. And any other week is wide receiver one most week. Yeah. So <laughs> just um don't worry about him. Another insane game from a wide receiver that almost caused me to lose, but Lamar was on the guys' team and helped me win. Devontae Adams, eight receptions, 177 yards, and two touchdowns. It seems like when they did it right, they did it really right. But when it's wrong, it's very wrong. So does the game script just give Devontae Adams 50% of the work every week? Yes. And if not, the other 50% just goes to Josh Jacobs? That's the winning formula? Yes. Just keep doing that, Raiders. Yes. Um, So keep starting Devontae Adams because – Point out the obvious here, Ryan. Uh, Stefan Dids. Even though the Patriots are rated as like a good team against wide receivers, he still had his way with us. Seven receptions, 92 yards, and a touchdown. Surprises nobody. And then a player I know you're dying to talk about. 
Keenan Allen continues his strong return with six receptions, 88 yards, and a touchdown. He kind of slid right back in, right? Yeah, I mean, that was going to be his role. He's always been consistent coming off injuries, too. You, you could have expected this eventually. I mean, the hamstring took forever to heal, but it seems like it's healed. He's back in his wide receiver one role, especially with uh, his counterpart, Williams, now having nagging injuries himself. So, yeah, look for Keenan Allen to keep performing in that Chargers offense. And my marathon is over. I can never give you crap now about having a huge script because I just did the same thing. <laughs> it's so hard, isn't it? It, it? There's just so much. There's always so much. All right, so we ready to go through the ending spiel here and then get into the waiver yes. show? Yes. All right, guys, if you like what you hear on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, make sure to like and subscribe to the show here on YouTube. We are also on Twitch and Twitter. Leave us voicemails and hate mails. And we'll get the hate mails as I made some predictions on the show up here at www.garbagetimeff.com where we play them live on the shows. And, Ryan, how do you win that Miles Sanders gridiron card? You have to like a video, subscribe to the channel, leave a review we would prefer if it was five stars um leave a review on apple and comment that you are part of the hydrogen fandom hashtag go patriots why the fuck do you keep saying that <laughs> anyway yeah if you do all that too it'll go in this man's hat Just kidding. It'll be Ron Seymour's hat, but yeah, we'll be throwing it in the Fantasy Specter's hat. He will draw it live in the show, and someone will be getting a Christmas present at the end of the fantasy season, which is just a few weeks away, and there's not a ton of names in that hat, so do all of that and get your name in the hat and get a pretty expensive autographed card for Christmas. I'm going to put my name in the hat. You can't do that, you asshole of a Patriots fan. Oh, all right. Yeah, sorry about that. And, guys, if you want to reach out to us, too, about any questions, you can do it in the comments below. You can do it on our next show tonight. You can do that in so many formats like Garbage Time Fantasy Football on Instagram and Garbage underscore Time FF on Twitter. Ryan, is there anything you want to say to the Heckling fandom before we get out of here and set up for the waiver show tonight? No, just make sure to watch our waiver show. We're getting to the end of the season when waivers become more and more important and to be the difference between sitting there and – fifth place or winning the championship yeah it could be point 10 or one point says i am now getting into so i'm going to get off this podcast steep into my depression for a second we'll see you guys on the waiver show see you in just a few minutes guys <laughs>